It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. Well, that was a President's Day for the history books. President Joe Biden met President Volodymyr Zelensky on Monday in Ukraine, reiterating U.S. support for the nation and announcing new military assistance and sanctions against Russia. During the very secretive visit, the two leaders walked the streets of Kiev as air raid sirens could be heard ringing out. This happening just days before the first anniversary of Russia's invasion, and as Russia is reportedly preparing for a spring offensive, while Ukraine is hoping to soon retake territory. In his State of the Nation address today, Russian President Vladimir Putin doubled down on his war in Ukraine and, of course, blamed the West for the conflict, saying, quote, they are not going to stop. The threat continues every day. Huh? Putin also said that Russia will suspend its participation in the new START nuclear arms reduction treaty. Under this plan, both the U.S. and Russia were permitted to conduct inspections of each other's weapon sites. But inspections have been halted since 2020 due to the pandemic. Well, President Biden departed Ukraine, headed to Poland, where he'll give a speech today ahead of the one-year anniversary of the invasion on Friday. Here at home, EPA Administrator Michael Regan, the nation's top environmental official, visiting East Palestine, Ohio today amid growing reports of rashes, headaches, nausea, and other symptoms that residents believe are related to that February 3rd derailment of a train carrying toxic chemicals. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg told reporters on Monday that he also plans to visit the community, quote, when the time is right. Okay. And he announced new efforts by his agency to improve rail safety. Meanwhile, residents are criticizing the federal and state response to the wreck, saying that much more needs to be done to assure residents that the air and water in the town are safe. Crews have checked hundreds of homes and say they haven't detected any dangerous levels of contaminants. Hmm. While the Ohio Health Department today is opening a clinic to address health concerns there, the office of Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost sent a notice of intent to sue to Norfolk Southern, saying that his company released pollution that, quote, continues to contaminate the area around East Palestine, create a nuisance, damage to natural resources, and caused environmental harm. The company also faces multiple class action suits from residents. To be continued. Meanwhile, across the globe, people in southern Turkey and Syria cannot seem to catch a break. A strong magnitude 6.3 aftershock struck Monday, killing three people and injuring hundreds more. Of course, that's on top of the more than 46,000 people that have already been confirmed killed by the original pair of quakes that struck on February 6th. This aftershock caused more buildings to collapse. Search and rescue operations have now resumed. And here we go again. Shockwaves are also being felt through the tech world as the Supreme Court hears oral arguments today and tomorrow in two cases that could have a major impact on the Internet's future. Really, the outcome of these cases could determine whether tech platforms and social media companies can be sued for recommending content to their users or for supporting acts of international terrorism by hosting terrorist content. What's the heart of this battle is Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. That's a nearly 30-year-old federal law that courts have repeatedly said provides broad protections to these tech companies. But the law has since come under scrutiny alongside growing criticism of big tech's content moderation decisions. As a result, websites may soon try to manage their legal risk for hosting or promoting content, which means possible big changes 
on sites like Facebook, Wikipedia, YouTube, and many others. Aw, remember James O'Keefe, the weaselly, creative editing founder of Project Veritas? Well, James O'Keefe announced Monday that Project Veritas has removed him as its leader. Now, they had already placed O'Keefe on leave as the board looked into complaints about his treatment of staff members. Hmm. A tearful O'Keefe posted a video online, though he said it was for the group's staff. He said, quote, so currently I have no job at Project Veritas. I have no position here based on what the board has done. Project Veritas bills itself as a news organization, but it's primarily known for heavily editing hidden camera videos targeting mainstream news organizations, labor groups, and Democratic politicians. Good riddance. And finally, good news to end on. Researchers announced Monday that a 53-year-old man in Germany has become the fifth person in history to be cured of HIV, that, of course, the virus that can lead to AIDS. The patient, known as the Dusseldorf patient, received a stem cell transplant 10 years ago and has not taken HIV medication in four years. The Dusseldorf patient is the third person to be cured of the virus through a stem cell transplant. Dr. Bjorn Eric Ole Jensen, who published the findings in Nature magazine, said it's really cure and not just, you know, long-term remission. This obviously positive symbol makes hope, but there's a lot of work to do. Work on, indeed. And that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and The Nicole Sandler Show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is listener-supported, and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com, and please click on that donate button.